Hi, I'm Rebecca Cunningham, and this is Girl Tales. We've got a very special episode for you today. For our segment called Little Girls Doing Big Things, I got to interview Shalise, a brilliant 11-year-old girl from Australia who started her own group called Shalise's Ocean Support, or SOS. I'm so excited for you to learn all about her. But first, I want to give a shout out to a few people who left us some five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Thanks to Mama Joe LR, who said, this is a fun listen on car trips. KDoy31 said, what an inspirational show to share with the kids in your life. We love this podcast. CQ Writer said, With all the boldness of theatrical storytelling at the heart of the series, each of the tales is unique and surprising in its own way. Five stars for these adventurous, diverse, dynamite stories and all the wonderful women and gender non-conforming people behind them. Did you know the more positive reviews we get, the more listeners we reach? It's true. To support Girl Tales, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, listen, and review. Now, on to our episode. If you take my hand, I'll show you distant lands. Be my Okay, so, how old are you, and where do you live? I'm 11 years old, and I'm from Port Macquarie in Australia. Awesome, and what do you love about where you live? Um, everywhere you go, there's almost a beach everywhere, and because I love the beach so much, it's just great. Yeah, you can just go to the beach anytime. What do you love about the beach? Um, I just love that it's so huge. It's for everyone to swim in. Um, it, there's so many opportunities. You can snorkel, you can go canoeing, uh, just everything really. Have you been snorkeling before? Uh, yeah, I have. It was so awesome to see all the fish. and. Oh, that's awesome. That's so cool. I, you know, I've never done it, but it's something I've always wanted. How many times have you done it? Um, I've done it a few times just at home, but I'm planning um, for my birthday to go like professional scuba diving and learn it. <gasps> That's amazing. So you're, you have to train for that, right? Yeah. How many lessons do you have to take, do you know? I think it's four maybe. There's four and then you learn how to, what I forget what scuba stands for. Do you remember what scuba stands? It stands for something. I think it's I maybe um, underwater breathing device, something like that. Yeah, an underwater breathing apparatus. I can't remember what the S and but I'm so excited for you. That sounds wonderful and right up your alley. So thank you. Okay, you love you love the beach, um, and you love the ocean, and you've started this thing called Shalice's Ocean. Shalice's Ocean Support? Um, well, it's kind of a name that I've made for myself, and also because um, it stands for SOS, Shalice's Ocean Support, because um, at the moment our beaches and our waterways do need help because there's lots of plastic pollution and rubbish um, in the ocean, 
And um, it also stands for um, Save Our Seas, SOS Shalisa's Ocean Support. And um, it's a project where I've set up some bins, fishing line collection bins, and um, all the fishing line goes in there, um, just that the fishermen that could have gone in the ocean. And it's basically for monofilament fishing line, and that's one of the most harmful forms of marine debris. And it, that gets washed into the ocean because it's strong and invisible in the water. And a lot of the marine animals can't see it floating in the water and they can get tangled in it and they can't break free. What animals are affected by the fishing line? All of them? Oh, all of them, like sea turtles, sea turtles, whales, seabirds, dolphins, any of them. It's just not a great thing that gets washed into the ocean. And it's also um, a big problem as it takes up to 600 years to break down. 600 years? That's a long time. (laughs) That's a really, really long time. So there's fishing line in the ocean uh, right now. There's a lot of fishing line. Yeah, a lot of fishing line. That's probably been there for a long time. Yeah, and also because it's been like often clear, it's difficult for like birds and the other animals to see it, so they can easily like brush up against it and become entangled, which is really disappointing. Yeah, that's that's incredibly, which is why I find Shalisa's ocean support so uh, inspiring. can you tell me the story of how it got started? Well, um, I love walking along my beaches like every time I can. And a few years ago, I found out that every year thousands of marine animals um, are injured due to people leaving behind their unwanted fishing line and rubbish in our around our waterways. And I especially noticed discarded fishing line and I was finding a lot of it, just large clumps scattered all over the sand. And because I was finding so much, um, it wasn't, I felt like it wasn't right and I wanted to do something about it. So I found out on the internet about how bad forgotten fishing line can actually be for the marine animals in the ocean. And it made me quite upset just to see like what's happening and I wanted to become a voice for the marine animals and help them as much as I can because they can't speak for themselves and my mission became to clean up my local beaches to help save all the aquatic animals. And then what did you do about the fish line on your on on your on the beaches near your hometown? Well I collected it up um this is how I got the bins I collected up and recorded it so I did my own independent research on the harmful impacts of fishing line and mar- that it does to the marine animals, and I presented it to our local council. But basically, my campaign was to spread the word to as many people as possible about how we can save our beautiful beaches and marine animals um, from the dangers of discarded fishing line. And um, I found out that there was this awesome program called the Seal the Loot Bins, and they have... have um, their fishing line bins and they've supplied me with two bins which I had to ask the council for and um, they've supplied me with these two bins which I've installed in two of the most popular fishing line hotspots in Lake Cadi and they're actually going really well. There's We find a lot of fishing line in there. That must be, feel so good to find fishing line in those bins. Ever since I installed the bins I've found like a lot less fishing line just scattered on the ground. It's all in the bins now. Wow. So I would think going to your local council must have been scary because you're still a kid and you're going to these grownups and you're presenting them with an issue and you're saying, hey, I want to do something about this. 
Where did you get the courage to do that? How did you think, you know what, I'm going to go to somebody and get this fixed? Well, um, you know, when you love something, you want to protect it. So I just love the marine animals and oceans so much. I got all the power and might I could and went into the council and I just really wanted to protect them. That's so wonderful to hear. Our next story that's uh, coming up, there's a line in it that says, sometimes the need is greater than the fear. And so yeah. that reminds me of... Uh, that's an awesome saying. <laughs> yeah, and in your case, uh, the need to protect animals was bigger than any fear you could have had going up in front of the special, in front of the local council. So that's Definitely. Cool. What do you love about the ocean itself. I know you talk to me about the beaches, but what do you love about the ocean? Well, my dad has a boat and we usually go out in it as much as we can. And we usually, while we're riding past all the canals and things like that, we usually see um, little dolphins and things like that just pop up out of the water. And it's really great to see what you what I'm protecting. And um, I love it so much. It's just like a magical place. You can find, yeah, it's like, second home to me. I love it so much. I love the ocean too. I spent a few months uh, living on a ship when I was in college and I got to see. Wow. Yeah, it was really cool. I did a, it's a program called Semester at Sea. Um, and oh, that's so cool. And I, I saw a whale pop out of the ocean. Uh, Flip and I, I noticed on your Facebook page that you saw some whales. Oh, yeah, it was a magical experience. They just popped up out of the water. It was adorable. And we saw a little mini calf, and it was so adorable. Oh, that is, so it was the whales, the baby. Yeah, we actually went on that boat two times, and we managed to see another um, baby humpback whale that was different, and it was breaching, and it was adorable. Oh, that's so cool. That must have been such an amazing experience. Oh, it was. <laughs> if we keep littering... Um, and if we don't protect the oceans, what do you know what will happen? Scientists estimate that there's about one truckload of um, garbage just dumped into our oceans each minute, which is horrible. And they also predict um, that by 2050, there'll be more rubbish in the ocean than actual fish, which is horrible. There's more rubbish in the ocean than actual fish. Yeah, they assume by 2050, yeah. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Okay, so um, I did not know that fact. What what can kids do today? Well, they can um, make sure that we need we, well we need to do something about it. So we can do like for example swapping plastic items. Like you can swap plastic or disposable coffee cups to reusable coffee cups. Things like straws. And I also made a display called Plastinction to display to the public, and it's basically. Um, hashtag Plastinction, and it's a new campaign that I have made up myself that I used to share, like, plastic-free ideas with people, how they can swap things and not use plastic. And um, it just displays things like plastic bags to reusable bags, things like that. You did something clever with the fishing line, right? Oh, yeah, I've made a few displays with the fishing line. I've also... You made some... Bracelets. And um, it's from the bracelets are made from collected fishing line that I've collected either off the shoreline or from my fishing line bins. And I find just so much of it that I found that I could make bracelets with it. 
and you're you sell in your in your local in your local area, right? Yeah, I sell these bracelets at local markets, and the money that I raise from the markets, um, it goes all it all goes to marine conservation. And I saw the bracelets, and they're beautiful. I think I sent that to you. I sent that to you in an email, but I really love them, and I think that uh, it's such a great idea. Yes, thank you um, so much for that. Okay, so other than protecting marine life, what else do you like to do? Um, well, I do have a few other hobbies. Um, I do like going out on my canoe. Um, I love debating as well, um, snorkeling, just a lot of different things, but the ocean is definitely my number one passion. I'm, I imagine you're very good at debating. Oh, thank you. You're so well-spoken. Okay, so there might be some listeners who... Um, see an issue in their community, maybe they want to help protect the environment or there's just something else going on and they want to change it, but they don't know how to fix it. They don't know where to begin. Do you have any advice for them? Well, I've wanted to inspire other kids that if you have, as you said, a cause or idea that you are passionate about, um, don't think that you are too young to do anything about it. It doesn't matter how old you are. Um, we should all try and become like global thinkers and just do anything you can to help. And it's, I just want to show how one young person can make a difference in like helping save our oceans and world. Right. A lot of, a lot of girls, they feel like they, they can't make it, which is why it's so wonderful that you are going out there and, and making change, truly making change. And you see that change every time you go to those fishing line bins, correct? Yeah. Um, so how can we support Shalise's Ocean Support, or SOS, and where can we learn more about it? Um, I do have an Instagram page, um, at Shalise's Ocean Support, and I also do have a website, and I just post, like, tips and blogs about um, how to switch plastic items and just stuff like that, like toothbrushes, bamboo toothbrushes. Um, yeah. What's better about a bamboo toothbrush? Well, bamboo is better for the environment because it's easier to get, and um, the plastic toothbrushes do take quite a long time. That well, they don't—they're not biodegradable, um, and just using a bamboo toothbrush is a lot better because the bamboo is just more environmentally friendly. Gotcha. Okay, so I think I, my next toothbrush should be a bamboo toothbrush, is what you're saying. Yeah. And and so and then there's also reusable water bottles like we have to stop yeah what should we do about what should we do about our shampoo bottles or conditioner do you know do you have any ideas there well we reuse them if for example for soap you could buy soap that doesn't come in plastic or it's just um given to you without any wrapping at all that's great and you can also buy like shampoo soap bar like it's kind of a bar of soap that's shampoo as well and do you use shampoo bars? Yeah. Okay, cool. So, okay. I just started using shampoo bars, and they're they're excellent. They work just as oh, well. Awesome. I was amazed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is there anything else you want to leave our listeners with? I am also going to a conference in Melbourne in October where I'll be interviewed by um, Jacques. Do you know who Jacques Cousteau is? Tell our listeners who Jacques Cousteau is. Um, he is... 
um, like a legendary person who is like the most famous undersea explorer of the 20th century. And um, he just loved the ocean just like I do. He made documentaries. He was a filmmaker, scientist, just everything. And he's so inspiring. And um, he in actually helped invent the um, scuba, like breathing underwater. On like yeah, and it, he's so amazing and inspiring. And I'll be interviewed by his grandson Philip Costo and also Alexandra Costo. Get out of town. Ah uh, yeah, they're from a company called Earth Echo, and they're um just a company that believes that young kids, youth can do what anything they can if they believe. Um, they're just all for the young people, and it's so great to see. Oh, that's incredible. Are you nervous about that? Um, not really. It's kind of been um, a dream, really, like just being up with all these great people that do so much good work for our earth and things like that. Do you get nervous, Shalee, or are you always this fearless? Um, I'm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> You just seem very brave and very inspiring, so I think it's cool. Thank you. I try to be um, strong with events like that. It's just, it's not really nerves. It's just kind of excitement. Yeah. yeah. One of my favorite things is to talk to people who are so passionate about anything, regardless of what it is. So it's lovely to hear you talk about it. Oh, listen, thank you. Nerves go away. Um Okay, so the when is the conference? October. I'm not quite sure what the dates are yet. Um, oh, actually, I think it's the 1st of October, and it goes for a whole week, which is great. And um, I'll just be excited to travel up there and just meet these legendary people. How did you get invited to that? Um, they just invited me. I think it was over Instagram, and they just messaged me and said, there's a conference, would you like to go? But they just invited me which was amazing and I was like definitely sure because it's such an amazing experience I'll get to learn so much more and become more experienced which is great what do you want to be when you grow up um so maybe I want to do something like evolving around environmental science something like that yep that makes sense and you're going to get off for the whole week for the conference I mean you'll you won't have to go to school that week I mean you'll be learning but yeah, mum said um, that I don't have to go to school that week because it's just such an amazing experience that I don't want to miss. And it's also, um, I'll join um, Philippe, who's the um, Jacques Cousteau's grandson, and, and like local experts, and I'll learn how to like develop solutions to our ever-growing like plastic pollution problem. And I'll just find it so amazing and inspiring. That's wonderful. Well, Shalise, thank you so much for speaking with me. Uh, do you have any questions for me? Um, not really. Just thank you so much for this amazing experience, Rebecca. Well, thank you. You are you are exactly the kind of young person I want. Um, I like I that I thought of when I thought of Girl Tales. So it was just it's just been so wonderful to get to know you and follow you and speak with you today. Thank you so much. I just love Girl Tales, your podcast. I listen to it whenever a new one comes out, and I just love it. Awesome. Thank you so much. If you take my hand, I'll show you distant lands. Be my
is Girl Tale segment, Little Girls Doing Big Things with Shalice and me, Rebecca Cunningham. Sound design by Chad Shanai and original music by Eli Denby Wood. Want to hear your name at the top of the next episode? Well, you can help support Girl Tales by heading to patreon.com slash girltales and make a donation. We will send you your very own Girl Tales sticker in the mail. That's patreon.com slash girltales. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.